just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeo and Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. And we are here to react to the release of the 2023 FCS football playoff bracket. All the seeds are out. All the teams are out. Most of it's pretty expected. This is one of those few years where I think that we don't have a ton of teams that were like, wow, they they ended up missing out. I think that we're going to have uh, a lot of understanding of why these teams were placed where they were. Before we get to that, though, you, you can go and bet on these games oh boy. when these games are played. Oh. And Sean, can you tell our listeners where they can go and do that? Oh, yeah, sure. Thanks, new backdrop, Joe. I'd love to. Okay, all right. Let's go to <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Dude, I had to, by the way, just random rant. Travel setups are some of the worst. Trying to put a camera in a backpack on an airplane is one of the most nerve-wracking things that I've ever done. I wasn't going to do the stupid little you know, Logitech webcam that you have. I can't, I can't go down. How much quality. did you pay what for you that s- camera? What? Zero dollars. That's what I thought. Shut it. it. Was How about you buy a hard case? <laughs> Thanks for interrupting the read with your own tangent about uh, that camera ahead. that you got for free. Go ahead. Gas. While the TSA is pulling me over for, for me having a mic in my bag every time I, without i got i got pulled over i had way too many <laughs> odd looking technical things in my backpack i also had a uh, a toll reader that was in my backpack and that really set them off because it's just a giant black brick nice of plastic all right go ahead well i Read. had a uh, i had a long drive home from new york new jersey uh yesterday and i had a lot of time in traffic to think about what bets i was going to take and I, but i never had to think about where i was going to place those bets it was going to be bet online that's what i wanted to do i knew that going in what did I like today? I said I liked a lot, but I, I hated more than I liked. I'm not touching Giants Commanders. I'm not touching Chargers Packers. All these teams that stink and they they leave you one scratching your head, wondering how some people can have jobs coaching these teams. It's it's unbelievable. Don't bet on those teams. Bet on the fun teams. Bet on the good teams. Bet on teams that you know really well. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Sean, my first like just major, very plain takeaway, and I and I tweeted this out. I think that all of the top eight seeds they make a lot of sense. Again, this is one of those years where I I don't really feel somebody was left out of the equation. I think that yesterday, yesterday, and it, it kind of gets blown past because our focus is right now on the on the bracket. Yesterday was like wild. Some of these outcomes, like yeah. Furman losing to Wofford, UT Martin lost and, and knocked themselves out of the, VM, out of the playoffs. Yeah, VMI beat West Carolina. It was insane. Makes sense. So to me. The, the reshuffling was difficult to put together my my ballot this week, and I think that what that inevitably did, the top eight teams were pretty clear. My top eight teams on my ballot were were pretty in line with the top eight teams. Actually, they were equally in line with the top eight seeds, except in slightly different order. I know that we know who South Dakota State was going to be at number one. Number two ends up being Montana, who the way that they dominated Montana earned State. It. Earned it. Yes, absolutely earned it. At that number two spot, I don't think there's any debate there. Number three, South Dakota was a clear placement because they're – their only FCS loss is to South Dakota State. Idaho moves up to four, uh, four with the Montana State loss. Five, Albany. Uh, six, Montana State. Seven, Furman. And then lastly, eight, Villanova. But just overall, Sean, I think that these make a lot of sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Albany made a late, late push. Just went uh, scorched earth on everybody in November. 
And then you're looking at because they've been middling uh, all season. If you're kind of wondering what's been going on, this is the CAA. This is how it works. Uh, it's a grinder for September and October, and a lot of games get lost in the shuffle. Albany v- beat Villanova by 21 on September yeah. 30th. And you're wondering, why are they so high? We haven't heard much about Albany. Well, they won a bunch of games, uh, and they have the tiebreaker over Villanova, and Villanova's a good team. Villanova kicked the hell out of Delaware, and Villanova earned that seed with that win, I believe. But Albany, you look back throughout their season, good wins, really good season, and then they came out of nowhere. It's Sac State uh, uh, two years ago, or last year, wherever. Came out of nowhere. Oh, what? What? who's the five seed? Albany? Yeah, mm. they are. Look through it. They got it done. Impressive from the Great Danes. It is. I, I have no beef with the seeds. Montana State. Oh, boy, did they. That, that one, I think. I think that that's one of the trickiest ones. That's because very tricky. I they have a, no part in that one a really good resume they have a really really strong resume but because they got beat up so bad by montana the rest of their losses weren't even big either they they were all close losses that outcome and the way that that game was played was was so unexpected i I don't think anyone could have predicted that except maybe montana fans that were you know obviously you're going to say you think that your team's going to dominate your biggest rival but that that situation there, the way that they lost, I thought that the furthest that they could fall though was was to eight because again they just had such a such a strong resume. There's a lot of thoughts just going around the board right now. The idea that NCCU tanked so they could make the uh, the playoffs it's almost holding up. It's almost congrats, Howard. We're going to compete. Uh, they're going to be fun to watch in the playoffs. Uh, that game against Richmond is going to be sick. Mm. Mercer second half season comeback. When it, they look dead to rights in September, you're like, man, Mercer, they got some players, but I don't know about that. We talked about them. We're like, finished ah, really strong. Finished incredibly really strong. strong. They looked, they look good. I mean, <laughs> dude, every <laughs> like Drake making it makes me happy for some reason because Drake's losses. Drake has taken some hideous. Oh my god, this year, but they won. They won the game. Wait, wait, wait. So I, I wrote that down, and uh, there's more <laughs> important points I want to get to. We just had to talk about the fact that that I feel so bad for Drake. Could could you talk about a worse draw? You're they were talking about it on the on on this on this broadcast, and they're like, like man, you, you're you're all excited to go to the playoff, and then you're just like, who do we have to play? <laughs> yeah. We have to play North Dakota State, who just walloped Northern Iowa with a playoff oh. opportunity on the line. <laughs> do you think that they're not pissed off? Oh my god. Drake is going to be. I'm sorry. They're on splatter watch before the game even starts. It's rough. This is one of those. This is one of those games where you know you're tuning in and you're and you're and you're kind of bouncing around the games and you're checking all the scores and like seeing seeing how they are. And then you pop over to Drake North Dakota State. And I'm sorry to already predict this loss for you guys. I'm so sorry. I'm happy you made it. But you peep over and it's like it's 35 nothing and there's seven minutes left in the second half. What do you mean? That's what the score is. And then you just don't check it again later and you see what the final score is that that's like an early season game for North Dakota state. Yeah. Drake, the the losses I mentioned. Yeah. Drake had a tough one opening the season with North Dakota got beat 55 to seven. Then they lost to South Dakota state 70 to seven. Those were a couple where I'm like, Oh, Drake, that's a couple tough games. Drake. And then uh, Drake. Ah, you got to love the Drake, though. Wow. I mean, that, that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Oh I will God. take a swim in Lake me. Duquesne got it done. I'm going to I have to Joe. I have to. I was the only one. And I, 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 I and I will take my heat for Houston Christian. I will wear that. They did not get it done. Duquesne got it 
done. All right. So I'm going to, I'm the only one. I got DMs. I got crucified, deservedly so. But right now, everyone, just zip it. Just zip your mouths on the Duquesne talk because I got it. Former college football powerhouse Duquesne. Did you know that, by the way? That in the early days of college football, they were a powerhouse. Like they were one of the best. They were like Alabama back then. They were one of the best college football teams in the early 1910s. Such a why are you trying to here they are. Why are you trying to diminish Duquesne, man? I'm not. I mean, if we're being real, look, our former teammate is the starting quarterback, Darius Parentes, who one of the most under talked about quarterbacks in the country statistically has been a very good player this year. They're playing in the NEC, though. Very, very, very rarely do these NEC teams actually show up, put up a fight and actually, you know, prove that they deserve to be out there on that field. It's just nice that they got there. I I just I don't know if that we can really feel um, very excited or confident that they're going to they, they might play uh, Youngstown State close that like that's a possibility but that Villanova draw that's tough that's tough I tell you what if I'm taking a slip swimming like me I'll get it before other people get it uh, a couple of disappointments that I remember being excited about preseason or just in the beginning of the season. William and Mary disappointment uh, who I just had another disappointment uh, Holy Cross disappointment yeah, so all that. So I will wear it. Trust me. I'm not going to sit up here and say I, I got every single team right. At the end of the season. Uh, those two just fell off and it was it's tough, tough. But, uh, but Get, other than that, I, I don't have a ton of issues with this. Getting back to um, looking at the teams that are in, in here. I, I think that one of the the only one that I think is is certainly controversial uh, there's two that are controversial. There's Sac State making it in and UC Davis not with the same exact record uh, and UC Davis beating Sac State yesterday, yeah. getting just a, a huge win. It, it was by multiple scores. That one's pretty surprising, but I actually would argue Chattanooga getting in after getting just blasted in a bye game against Alabama. Why? Western Carolina getting snubbed. And I'm not I'm not holding that game against them, but West Carolina beat Chattanooga. So this is what I'm getting at here. And I understand that West Carolina lost yesterday. It's it's almost seems like it's a decision based on what happened recently, where you know that bad taste in your mouth about Western Carolina getting stunned by VMI and just trying not to hold the Alabama game against Chattanooga. I just don't see I don't hate that though. I don't a hate definitive it, game on Western Chattanooga's Carolina, resume. Western Carolina is not the only team that got booted with a bad loss. I don't feel terrible about it. Chattanooga, if we're going to hold the losses to FBS schools in that in that regard, whether what then why does it matter if it happened the beginning of your season or now? We understand the system, but I'm not. I understand the system of it. I have no beef. I'm not holding it against them. All I'm saying is that we the timing of it's annoying because I said this during the week that they played freaking Alabama, so that we don't really have Chattanooga getting like a nice defining win that pushed 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 them into the playoffs they basically got in because we felt uncomfortable with western carolina because of their loss to vmi i just i don't they western carolina just got desmond reed back and they also have a number of not only good resume building wins they have also good performances against other top teams in their conference and then on top of that they have some games where they just boat raced people I I don't that doesn't make any sense to me. That one's the biggest one where I'm just like, what the hell are we doing here? Chattanooga, I'm sorry. You you beat out a team that was more deserving of it than you were. Joe, 
I, if you would, if you would presented it like that the first time, the awkward timing of having to slot in a game that we can't really make matter for the selection. That is awkward and that is frustrating. And Western mm. Carolina fans should be frustrated because Chattanooga didn't have an opportunity to go lose on Saturday. So that they should be frustrated with that. That is similar to uh, teams losing their playoff bids in FBS because they played in a championship game. You know, there are that mm. is a that is a flaw and teams should and, and rightfully so be frustrated with it. I'm not upset that Chattanooga made it, though. I'm not upset. I, I I am I, I can sympathize and understand the um why because Western Carolina had a great year they did uh they're just a they were just on the bubble that you needed to win that VMI game you did and other teams needed to win their games and other teams did and other teams didn't I think uh, one of the things I always like to do Sean when I when we have these brackets is is look at the which corner is the most favorable? Now, I, it's obviously it, most and least favorable. It's obvious that South Dakota State, as the overall obvious number one seed, um, they have a nice path because the team that they'll likely have to face off with after they win their first round game is they'll probably have to play Villanova. And I think that South Dakota State matches up well with Villanova. It reminds me a lot of when they had to play Delaware last year. And I think that they're going to have a pretty big leg up against them. But Outside of that, I my attention is drawn to where that Montana block is. I, I think that Furman showed a lot of signs of weakness uh, with their loss to to Wofford. It's also such a wet blanket having a week off after losing to Wofford. Yeah, to then get ready to play your first game against Chattanooga or Austin P. But I also consider the fact that Delaware I don't think matches up well with Montana at all. Delaware's probably going to beat Lafayette in my opinion. I think that they're the better football team in that situation. But Montana could really not skate by, but has a really advantageous opportunity, I think, compared to most other teams in these other corners of the bracket, to have a a, an, a relatively unscathed path to getting to the Final Four teams. Yeah, Montana's the hottest team in the FCS right now. Uh, so, I mean, that Furman, Chattanooga, Austin P bracket, whoever has to play Montana before that, it's not going to be fun. They, they, you have to admit that they are the hottest team going right now. Uh, and then even across to them, Idaho, Albany. I wish I feared Idaho more facing Montana. I wish I did. But right now, you have to play that. You have to go with a hot hand and say, this is a team that doesn't look like they're losing. If it was closer, and we talked about it last week, if that Montana State-Montana game was closer, we might be having a conversation. Mm. But to boat race them by 30, that is a statement to end your season on. A major, massive statement overcoming the rough start to the season, firing things up mid-October, energizing the I, everything. It is 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 rolling and, and coming up Montana, which they always do. Mm. I can't believe you, you called it on like the 11th of October, like the first week. You're like, Montana's going to make it, aren't they? You, I think you you had a prediction way back then where you, where you even noted was. Montana was going to was going to find their way in and boy did they I have nobody should want to play them if I were to pinpoint what the most difficult one is for me um I uh, my attention is drawn to South Dakota versus Mo and the South Dakota and Montana State uh, corner of this yeah that quadrant of the bracket because uh South Dakota they have to face the winner of North Dakota Sac State which is going to be a, a not a easy one game bit. there yeah and then Montana State has has that draw of having to face North Dakota state. So that one's going to be a bloodbath. I would even argue that the winner of that one is going to come out seriously battle tested. 
uh, which can be a good or a bad thing. I'd even actually throw this out there. There's usually one or two unranked teams that come in upset a seeded team. I'm going to go as far as say this, and, and maybe some people are going to complain because you know every year North Dakota State gets gets love, uh, even when they're maybe having a down year. But I, I would actually argue that I think that the most likely of the unseeded teams to pull out an unexpected upset, it would be North Dakota State upsetting Montana State. That one stands out mm. to me uh, the most. Or wait, I'd throw out another one. I uh, think Youngstown State versus Villanova is another one to pay attention to. I would have probably uh, maybe Austin P over Furman. Furman, I mean, come on. Right. That's that's an ice cold team. I liked your take. I just don't think I still stand by that. I don't think that Furman's really played anybody. I moved them up very favorably in my ballot, but the fact that they it took them this long to really play anyone, I don't I don't know if I can really say that that's a You don't think Gardner Webb can take down SDSU? Hey man. <laughs> Wait, so I, I, I never really one thing that's always kind of like perplexing for me, is that the the is that the committee's way of saying that Gardner Webb is the lowest seeded team? I because it doesn't feel like it. I, by I, I'm actually uh, Gardner Webb getting in there, man. They really might be in that conversation of one of the weaker teams. That we've got Ty French is a really good football player, but I don't know what else they totally bring to the table because they've been pretty uninspiring the rest of the season. Yeah, and they lost to P. They lost to P bad, forty one fourteen. Ew. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? They strung them together. They strung enough wins together to make it. You know what? Sometimes all you got to do is just not lose. I, I know that sounds like win, but it's different than win. <laughs> South Dakota State has won games. You know? Yes. Idaho's won some games. Montana's won some games. Gardner-Webb has not lost games. And they made it. Good for them. Honestly, that's... That's a and the same thing could go for Drake and yes. the same thing could go for I'll um, throw Duquesne in there. Duquesne, Duquesne. yeah. I mean, <laughs> God, that there's always going to be a bigger and bigger separation every single year on yep. those. You know, I I don't even sometimes even know what to call those lower level conferences because it's it's basically the G five of FCS, but most of these are non scholarship. Con- it's just it's very very tough to try and yeah. try and win it's out. It's not a mid major. It's a I don't know. It's just mid lower mid conference. Mid mid. The mid-conferences. I'm cool with that. I think that's good note to wrap us up on, Sean. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I'm, God, what's our schedule? I mean, more, uh, more tues- shows, Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday we'll tape our – Tuesday or maybe even Monday we're, we're going to tape and get out our prediction show um, for that first round and, and how we think things are going to play out. So make sure you're subscribed. You don't miss out at Joe DeLeon and at Sanderson Radio on Twitter and wherever you get your podcasts in Hack City on YouTube. We'll be back, folks. For the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.